Hey everybody, it's Sam Jacobs. Welcome back to the Sales Hacker Podcast and to Friday Fundamentals. Hope wherever you are, it's safe, it's sound, it's not raining. Maybe you're allowed to go outside with a face covering, but whatever it is, it's happy relative to the current environment. At any rate, we're back and we're back with this this week's guest, Barrett Boston, the Chief Revenue Officer of Trinet, a $4 billion public company. Barrett walked us through his framework for helping transition his team to work from home from being in the field and also from being in the office on the inside team earlier this week on Tuesday. Today, we're going to be talking about how he's applying Lessons from Moneyball, that amazing book by Michael Lewis, all about Billy Bean and the Oakland A's. Lessons from Moneyball on hiring salespeople and why the final interview at Trinet is not actually an interview. So Barrett, walk us through your framework for how you're applying these lessons about Moneyball to hiring sales talent. Hey, Sam, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here chatting with you again. You know, this has just been fascinating to me, and I'll tell you a story about it. Um, I I met Billy Bean on the sidelines of uh, my son's soccer game. As it turns out, our sons were on the same soccer team and um, got to chatting with Billy and realized that he was uh, Billy Bean of... uh, of the Oakland Athletics baseball team and um, just an amazing guy, very personable guy. And um, what's funny about Billy is that he he's more interested in talking to you on the sidelines about business than he is watching the actual soccer game. And, and it turns <laughs> out if you if you read the book or saw the movie, that was true even of uh, Oakland A's. He never he never actually watched the game. He was always more interested in the input that goes into the game than the game itself. And that was particularly true of looking for baseball talent, uh, recruiting players to the Oakland A's. And so the premise of Moneyball, if you read the book, saw the movie, is that Billy was trying to eliminate selection bias by using data about baseball players over in-person impressions. And so what, what he found is that His scouts were using the eye test, which is what scouts do, to go out, look, see in person, watch a baseball player and determine if they'd make a good addition to the Oakland A's. And so what he found is that you could use data, never look at that player in person to determine whether they would make a good fit. And he was he was coming up with new statistics, you know, on base percentage was was um, something that he was looking at and other statistics. And there's a funny line from the book that says, hey, we're not selling jeans here. We're trying to produce a winning baseball team. So let's use some data and input to determine that versus what that player looks like. So that's how I got to know Billy. And so the conversation then turned to, okay, I I wonder if I can apply this to hiring sales reps. And, um, you know, you won't be surprised to hear that I think you can. I next just kind of got obsessed about this topic and I analyzed several hundred profiles of sellers that we've hired over the years, some of which are still here, some of which are, are not still at our company, and found that you could identify certain traits on paper, data-based, that you could know at the time of hire that would, that would tell you whether they'd be successful working for your company or not. And so once I had reverse engineered the traits I was looking for, then I could look at simply their LinkedIn profile and have a pretty good sense, a pretty high degree of accuracy about whether they would be a good fit for our company or not. And so 
we still, don't get me wrong, we still do in-person interviews or today over video interviews, but I am the final approver in our recruiting process. And I use this Moneyball data-driven approach as a final check on our hiring managers to make sure they didn't get sold, so to speak, in the interview. So it's just been fascinating for me to study. You don't have to give us all of the algorithm, obviously. It's proprietary, as all algorithms are. But what are some of the things that you're looking for on a LinkedIn profile that indicate to you that somebody may be a good fit? Yeah, and I'd be happy to share some of those things. I think they will be different for every company, for sure. I mean, different companies are, are looking for different types of talent to fit their own strategy. But in our case, um, I was looking for somebody who demonstrated that they were a bit of a climber in terms of their industry. And so there are ways that you can determine whether someone is a climber or a drifter, as I'll, as I'll call them. If they've got a long tenure at a company and they haven't progressed, they're probably not a climber if they've been in the same role for 10 years and they've been content to be in that role without changing even the customer set that they call on or or get it, or maybe they got promoted to uh, national clients or, or what have you. So it's this climber versus drifter phenomenon. The other thing is clear signs of success. Now, again, this is going to sound obvious to you, Sam, and to every, everything, everybody else. But usually what I've found is that LinkedIn is a better way to look at someone's performance than their resume. And the reason is that a resume is private. People tend to embellish on their resume, but LinkedIn is public and people are more reluctant to embellish or lie even on their LinkedIn profile because they know anyone can see it. So I kind of, I started throwing out the resume, started looking at LinkedIn and started sorting for these things that we're looking for, such as clear signs of success, climber versus drifter, tenure and role, et cetera. And I found I could tell a lot just simply from their LinkedIn profile. That's fantastic. Well, it's good feedback. It's good insights. And to your point, you know, one of the things that you can remove when you're trying to use data is that unconscious bias of, you know, physical appearance and how people look and how that impacts what you think of their ability to perform on the job. Absolutely. I think there's a lot that we can uh, learn from Moneyball. And in this time now where we are all working remotely, I wouldn't be afraid to hire someone remotely. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this whole cohort of hires coming into companies who are perhaps being hired remotely. I wouldn't be afraid to do it because I'm, I'm a big believer in this uh, data-driven approach. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Barrett, thanks so much for being on the show and for Friday Fundamentals. If folks want to reach out to you, remind us of uh, best way to get in touch with you. Absolutely. Happy to hear from anyone on this topic or, or other topics. Uh, LinkedIn is a great way to get to me or, or my email. My, my work email is uh, barrett.boston, B-A-R-R-E-T-T dot Boston, B-O-S-T-O-N, at trinet.com. Would love to uh, hear from anyone on this topic or otherwise. 
Fantastic. And, uh, and if folks want to reach out to me, they can. LinkedIn.com forward slash the word in forward slash Sam F. Jacobs. Before we go, we want to thank our sponsor. Friday Fundamentals is brought to you by Outreach. Outreach triples the productivity of sales teams and empowers them to drive predictable and measurable revenue growth. By prioritizing the right activities and scaling customer engagement with intelligent automation, Outreach makes customer-facing teams more effective and improves visibility into what really drives results. Barrett, thanks so much for being on the show this week. We loved having you. Thanks a lot, Sam. It's been a pleasure.